0: Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this episode, I'm speaking with Ron Baker, CPA and founder of the Verisage Institute and the Soul of Enterprise talk show about the subscription pricing model for firms you probably subscribe to at least one, if not multiple subscription services, but might not have considered what that looks like for your own business. We discuss the profession's reaction to the subscription model, misconceptions, how to get started, and much more. You can hear more from Ron at our upcoming virtual accounting shows in October and November. Just click the link in our show notes to register. And to kick off our conversation, Ron gave me some background about the future of the subscription model.
1: Say, we're in a subscription economy now. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. We see a lot of businesses offering subscriptions. And in fact, <clears throat> the conventional wisdom seems to be that in five years, you won't own anything, but you'll subscribe to everything. Now, I'm not sure I believe that. I still think ownership will play a role. But what I do think is in five years' time, you'll have the option to subscribe to everything. And even if your business doesn't make that transition, you're gonna have to deal with competitors who do. And I think there is a model out there for professional firms to make the transitions.
0: And what are those benefits to the subscription model for firms?
1: Well, it's really many fold. A subscription model is a periodic payment in exchange for frictionless and recurring benefits of services from the customer's perspective. So the customer enjoys convenience, peace of mind, and a frictionless relationship. I mean, think of how when you order something from Amazon or you stream something from Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus, I mean, it's just, it's frictionless, it's easy, And I think those are the types of things that we can bring to our offerings, to our customers as, as uh, accountants.
0: And are you finding that accountants and CPAs, are they open to this model or are you getting some pushback?
1: Getting some pushback. I mean, it's new. So that you know, the dog always barks at what he doesn't understand. Right. Um, I, it, it's kind of funny because history's rhyming. Uh, When I was trying to push the profession back in the early 90s towards value pricing, I got enormous pushback uh, on that. You know, the idea of giving up the hourly rate, the idea of giving up your timesheets. And I'd say that battle is won. But, you know, business models change and now we're on a new battle. And The pushback has been less intense because I think people understand at a very visceral level and personal level how good a relationship that you have with companies that you subscribe to. I mean, it is about the relationship. That's what makes subscription different. We're not monetizing transactions. We're not monetizing services. We're kind of monetizing and putting at the center of the firm, the relationship with the customer, and that enables us to be their true, you know, quote unquote, trusted advisor the the first person that they come to when they have issues. And so the pushback has been less intense. I find people intrigued by this model because they subscribe to a lot of things as as individuals or as firm owners. I mean, we all subscribe now to different software and apps. And so we're used to subscriptions. And so people understand the model, I think, uh, easier than they understood the value pricing model. But there's still pushback. There's still an enormous amount of questions about how do you scale this, how do you price this, what kind of offerings, all of those things. But, and like I like to say, you know, we're, we're in a renaissance here. I'm in California. I kind of equate it to a gold rush. We're in a gold rush. We don't have all the answers. There's, there's enormous discovery. There's an effervescence going on and continuous learning. And we're just going to have to explore this new frontier and get really comfortable with it. But I do, I have researched in great depth the model that I believe would be quite relevant to CPAs.
0: And Ron, you mentioned people being intrigued by this. Um, What are some of the questions that they're asking you that you can tell that they are interested in maybe pursuing this?
1: Well, they're intrigued because they, they understand that. I mean, if you ask any CPA why they became a CPA, you'll get answers like, we want to help people. You know, you might hear occasionally, I'm always good with numbers or, you know, math's always been my strong point, but you realize really fast that it's not about math. It's really, we're financial psychiatrists. At the end of the day, we should all have couches in our offices because we help our customers through difficult times. We help them uh, solve problems and we help them pursue their dreams. We're with them through good times and bad, as we've all learned in this past year and a half with COVID, um, and that's why we became an accountant. And what I find is, in a lot of practices, that they have too many they have too many customers, and therefore you can't help people uh, as, at, at the same breadth and depth that you would like to if you had fewer customers. And the subscription model is a chance to do that. Uh, So they're intrigued by that. They're intrigued by getting back to the roots of why they entered the profession. And there's, there's reasons for this because of the example I use, but that's, that's some of the questions or some of the resonance that I get from people about this model.
0: And if someone is, you know, so intrigued that they want to, they want to embrace this model, what would the first steps, um, that they would need to take be?
1: to learn about it? I, I, you know, a lot of people have big, big misconceptions about what, what the subscription model is. (laughs) You know, if you, if you're old enough to remember the Columbia house record days, you know, where you. You subscribe it and the come on was you'd get, you know, 12 records or 12 CDs uh, for one penny. But then once you did that, then you were subscribed and there was just no way to unsubscribe to cancel that thing. In fact, I still think I'm being charged somewhere for for that. Um, But the subscription economy today is much different. Uh, It is totally, totally different. And there are many really good books out there. So in my session, I will be recommending four or five books that I think will really give people a great overview of this model. Also, I do a live radio show and we've done lots of shows on subscription, including interviewing CPAs and lawyers and even a a doctor who uses this model. It's known as direct primary care. Um, and there's over now 1500, direct primary care physicians uh, in the United States. Some people know this as Concierge medicine. It's a cousin of concierge medicine. Uh, it's a It serves a lower price point basically. So both of those models are very viable and those are the models that I am that I have studied that I believe are a perfect fit for the CPA profession. So, There's lots of resources that we can point people to for this.
0: And when you mention misconceptions, what are some of those that people have about the uh, subscription model?
1: Well, you hear a lot of firms talking about, well, we already do subscription because we give a monthly, we give an annual price for say, uh, uh, client accounting services or tax work, or maybe a combination of different services, and we divide it by 12. And that's subscription and that is the farthest thing from subscription subscription is many things it bakes in innovation you have to plus as as walt disney used to say about disneyland you know we want to plus the experience for the guests you have to continuously plus your offering you can't be offering the same thing it has to be enhanced and it has to continuously evolve and since you're putting the relationship first everything revolves around that customer relationship, which means you always have to have capacity to either meet with your customers or uh, take phone calls or consultations uh, and be able to do work on a, on a very fast turnaround time. Uh, So there's just a lot of things about this model. It is a business model change and it's completely different. It's not just about being paid monthly. That's, that's like, the farthest thing from it. Uh, it's a completely revamped business model. And it, it does scare people because it, it it ultimately is going to cannibalize your old business model. There's there's no other way to say it. I, I think it's really hard for firms to have two business models in, under the same roof. In fact, some firms may have to start up a new firm to implement this model. It's so radical. Um, but you know we've seen that in many other industries when there's been major disruption i think it was uh, dayton hudson you know the the uh, department store um when they noticed the changing landscape they said we have to spin out a new entity to compete against these upstarts like kmart and walmart and things like that and they did and it's known as target <laughs> uh and it's quite successful
0: And you're talking about, you know, some some of the misconceptions makes me think, is there an ideal uh, firm for this or is this something that is is kind of a flexible model and depending on your firm could really be applied to anyone?
1: Yeah, there's not an ideal firm. There's, there's few firms that really do this yet in the accounting space. Now in medicine, concierge service has been around since 1996. So in some respects, you could say we're way behind the curve. Um, but in accounting, we're we're seeing we're starting to see firms sprout up that are doing this, just like we saw it uh, with value pricing. Um, the early adapters were always the smaller firms, the sole proprietors, things like that. Uh, one indication of how valuable an accounting firm can be under this model is Pilot. The firm Pilot is an upstart accounting firm. It's got about 1,000 customers, and Jeff Bezos has invested in it. <laughs> the founder and, well, he's no longer CEO. I think he stepped down of Amazon, uh, who loves to say, your margin is my opportunity. He put in money into Pilot. I believe around 300000000 million they've received in, in venture capital financing. That makes them worth $1.2 million. Billion, with a B, dollars market valuation based upon uh, ownership and all that. That makes them the eighth largest accounting firm by market cap in the country. They're a startup. (laughs) They have a thousand customers. Um, The reason the market values these businesses so high, just like they value unicorns, those businesses, those startups that have over a billion in valuation is because most unicorns have annual recurring revenue. And that's what the subscription business model does. It provides annual recurring revenue. So you're not starting at zero every day. You have this constant predictable uh, revenue that comes in and that enables you to make enhancements and innovate and R&D just like Netflix does. I mean, people say, well, Netflix is digital and it's easy to scale Netflix, but I love to remind people Netflix is a movie studio. Netflix has to go out and pay an enormous sum for talent to produce their, their shows that they do themselves. Um, that, that's a very difficult thing to scale right there. And yet the subscription model gives them the funds to do that. And it can do the same thing for a CPA firm, and it can make the firm more valuable when the owners go to sell it.
0: And earlier, Ron, you mentioned, um, it made me laugh with the dog barks at what it doesn't know. For uh, CPAs accountants who are interested in this, but have hesitancy, have you talked to them and, and what are those hesitancies normally?
1: Well, there's always hesitancy about moving to a new model that ultimately, you know, is going to cannibalize your old business model because, you know, we're, we're, we're very risk adverse. We're very loss adverse, uh, just as, you know, just as humans, uh, we don't, we don't like to disrupt things at this type of level. But what I like to remind people is, look, if you're going to be cannibalized, it's better to dine with friends I mean, it, it's it's better to cannibalize yourself than be cannibalized by the competition where you have absolutely no control over your destiny past, you know, once that happens. Um, that's why we constantly have to innovate. This is just another business model. This is nothing new. We go through business model changes all the time. I, mean, I think the subscription economy is, is just a way station to another business model that will probably be following up behind it. But the fact is, if you think that you can continue to operate like you have been for the last 20, 30, 50, dare I say it, some firm 70 years, um, it's kind of delusional because we're in a different environment. We have different technology, we have different competitive pressures. One of the things I love to remind people is look, your firm competes against any organization that has the ability to raise customer experience, customer service, raise your customers expectations. That's our true competitor. So what are your customers comparing your website, the experience of dealing with your firm? It's frictionless, it's convenience, it's peace of mind that they know they're going to get what they ordered when they ordered it. They're comparing you to Amazon. Now, whether you like Amazon or not, people, use it, and they love it. It's one click. It's very easy. And dare I say it, but that's what your firm is being compared to. And when you really stack it up, I don't think we look so good. Our firm is being compared to when a family of four goes to Walt Disney World and spends a week in Walt Disney World. Um, Your firm is being compared to those types of organizations, and we have to up our game when it comes to customer experience. And billing by the hour and creating other frictions in that relationship, I think, hinder that and make it put more friction in the relationship. And I think there's ways to improve that so we can add more value to our customers.
0: And it's so interesting to me that you, you know, you bring up those really big um, or common experiences, you know, like going to Disney World or um, shopping on Amazon. And I wonder if a lot of firm owners haven't considered that comparison. You know, they think of their competition as maybe the firm down the road. And not that they're being judged by the ease at which um, their clients are interacting with these other other organizations.
1: No, that's you're exactly right, Jessica. That's a great point. They do. We have a very narrow conception of who our competitors are. We tend to think they're just other accounting firms, possibly H and R Block, you know. But no, it's you're competing against any organization that has the the ability to raise your customers expectations i can remember uh, when i started flying a lot and traveling and i was just amazed at how you know the airline could lose my luggage why because i've been dealing with fedex and i can drop a package you know in, in in bug tussle usa and it shows up on the other side of the world the next day and the airline that also flies planes, with me in them, uh, can't get my bag to the same location, <laughs> and I would make these comparisons. I'd be sitting on the plane watching the bag baggage people throw the luggage in the, into the, you know, the hole of the plane, and I could look out and I could see FedEx, you know, a little farther down from the airport and think they're both flying airplanes. Well, why doesn't... Why doesn't my airline have the same online on-time percentage as FedEx? That's what your customers are thinking about.
0: Do you think there's any benefit to the firms who um, embrace the subscription model now versus ones that maybe might embrace it 10 years from now?
1: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, there's always there's always something to be said, at least for the short term, for for first move or advantage. Um, one one CPA firm that we did interview on our radio show, Jody Grunden, who many people have probably heard of, I believe he's in Indiana, so relatively close to Ohio. Summit CPA, CPA is the firm. He took his firm from six hundred thousand dollars in revenue to, and I believe I just read this. When we interviewed him, he was 7 million and that was last year. Now he, now I just read somewhere he's over 10 million and he credits that growth to the subscription economy. He's got his customers on subscription. They actually, they pay him weekly, uh, which is very innovative payment terms. Uh, and so he's enjoying tremendous success and scale, and of course, if he ever does sell, it, that firm is gonna be worth a lot more than just one times revenue, which is what the traditional firm you know, normally gets, about. Uh, his, his is gonna get a multiple much higher than that because of that predictable revenue. Um, and so yeah, I, I the firms that move into this, I think are gonna have an advantage um, in also attracting customers. And also in attracting talent because being a more profitable model if it's priced right and done right it can create um the type of work atmosphere that that people want flexibility not not a lot of overwork there's always spare capacity i mean you know, we're professionals, and one of the last one of the last things you want to hear from your dentist, if you call them and say, I've got a toothache, is, well, it's busy season, so come in in two weeks. No, you want him to be able to fit you in same day. Well, they can't do that if you've got hundreds and hundreds of customers. You just can't do that. So it really means you've got to focus and you've got to, you know, have fewer customers, but do more for them so it's not about how many transactions do you sell it's about more revenue per customer what can we do for these customers from womb to tomb because if you think about it there's a lot that accountants can do from womb to tomb right once you're born we can set up college funds help get get a kid into college and towards the end of life we can do estate planning and plan your legacy for your you know progeny and all of that so there's lots of ways that we can add value. I think if we get outside of this transactional mindset and move over to our relational relational mindset.
0: And do you have any advice for someone who might be listening and they are really interested and they want to know more and they're thinking, what should I do next?
1: Well. Uh, a real, and this is going to be really self-serving and I don't mean it to be, but if you go out to the soul of and that's the radio show I do every week, every Friday with Ed class, and it's available on all the, all the podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and if you go to the soul of there's a tab at the top uh, on the homepage that says show categories. And if you click on subscription model, it'll bring up every single show that we've done on subscription. So it will bring up our interview with Jody Grunden of Summit CPA. We've interviewed four of the best-selling authors that have written uh, the, best, the four best-selling books on subscription. Those shows are in there. We've interviewed Dr. Paul Thomas, the direct primary care physician. In fact, we've interviewed him three times because he's such a popular guest, Dr. Paul. We've interviewed a lawyer who, uh, two lawyers who use subscription. So there's, there's, I don't know, like a dozen shows um, that you can listen to. And then I would suggest get the books of the authors that we interviewed. The books, uh, the, the reason we brought those authors on was because we absolutely love their books on subscription. And so between listening to those shows and and even just reading one of those books, um, you're going to get a really good idea of just how the subscription business model is different than how business is conducted in a transactional model. So I'd I'd start at thesoulofenterprise.com.
0: Thank you to Ron for taking the time to speak with me more about the future of the subscription model and how it will impact the accounting profession. You can hear more from Ron and other dynamic speakers at our upcoming virtual accounting shows this October and November. Click the link in our show notes to register. Now, what would you like to hear on the podcast? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O at ohiocpa.com. And please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.